Welcome to episode 148 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is, uh, it's Saturday, people. Uh, Saturday, the 3rd of October, uh, 2000, 2020. Um, it is about uh, seven, uh, seven minutes past seven at night. Here we go, people. Just sneaking it in there for you. Uh, getting in with the uh, within the deadline that we stupidly set ourselves uh, all those months ago to uh, to get this podcast done on a daily basis. I know we've had a few upload issues, people. There's been a bit of a dilemma with uploading some of these episodes, um, so they're probably coming out a bit late. But uh, we are endeavouring here at Briggs Towers. I say we. It's me, isn't it? You know, like it's just me. And uh, all my shit around me, uh, endeavouring. Me and my shit are endeavouring to um, to uh, to get these uh, done still, and then we'll sort out the rest of the fucking shit about getting it uploaded and uh, crap like that uh, whenever we can. Um, it's uh, it's been a good day uh, today. Well, it was a good day yesterday. Um, Twenty five years yesterday. Uh, the album, Oasis album, What's the Story, Morning Glory came out. Um, I cannot believe how quick that, uh, that 25 years. People say when you're younger and stuff like that, you know, make the most of your youth and stuff like that. Because as soon as you're older, the time goes really quick. And you're like, oh, shut up, old person. Stand over there with your fucking boiled sweets. Um, but fuck me. Uh, that has gone like a fucking nats fucking it, it feels like a mayfly's life or something like that it just seems like that 25 years as i remember um i remember queuing up 25 years ago when that album came out the day it came out 2nd of october was it 1995 25 years yesterday yeah so it's the third today yeah um 25 years ago i remember uh queuing up for that fucking album to buy it on CD. Remember those people? Remember CDs? <laughs> I've still got that fucking CD in the car. It's like summer out of uh, the world's end with si- I am fucking Simon Pegg's character. Where did you get that? It was in the fucking CD in the car. Uh, yeah, I've still got that album in the car and it still plays. Skips a little bit. Skips a little bit on Don't Look Back in Anger, but I've got the single in the car as well if I want to listen to that. Um, but fuck me. Uh, yeah, 25 years. I remember there used to be a fucking record store in Northampton down Abington Street. This is before Abington Street in Northampton turned into uh, fucking uh, one pound stores, 99p stores, charity shops and all that. You can see the decline of a town centre when the main high street has got fucking pound stores on it, 99p stores, and then other stores. Like, I think I think the last refuge uh, of any high street is an M&S. When the M&S goes, it's fucked. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, uh, I remember queuing up uh, when they had uh, sort of like... There was an independent, like, record store... 
called Spinner Disc, and it was on like sort of like two levels. They had, I think, they had the vinyl upstairs and all the CDs and everything downstairs. But upstairs, um, they had like record decks, so they'd allow you like to um, like just sample like vinyl and stuff like that. So you'd be able to sort of like play it and listen to it a little bit and shit like that. Where's that quality of service gone these days? Although I suppose you can just listen to songs on fucking YouTube these days, can't you? And just get them for free. But I'm still one of those people who likes, I want something physical. You know what I mean? I don't want to buy shit and then it's just uploaded to a fucking cloud. And I'm like, oh, well, I can just have my car can do. I can get an orgs, like orgs in fucking whatever it is cable or whatever and play things off my phone if I want to not that I've got anything downloaded like that onto my phone because it's got the memory of a fucking 86 year old um so uh yeah so like I don't do that I like something physical I even bought yesterday um the picture discs 25 year picture disc of what's the story morning glory and definitely maybe that was you know last year or something but, um, yeah, I remember queuing up to go into Spinidis to get that. And um, and then I think I got the bus. How old was I then? 1995, 18. I'd have been, I don't think I had a car at the age of 18. Um, I remember getting the bus home. Uh, I think I was in, I, was in, I think I was in sixth form or I was in college or something like that. And I remember getting the bus home from college and just listening to the album like all fucking day. There's nothing better than that. You know, that, and it sort of like became the soundtrack to that year, like 1995. And that led into sort of like 96, which was a fucking great year. You had the Euros. This is Nostalgia Fest. We had the Euros where Gascoigne scored that goal the next year and then going to Nebworth, the see Oasis. And, um, and it all started sort of like, you know, 1995, 2nd of October. I just remember just playing the whole album because there's always albums that you buy, um, particularly if you used to buy them on CD and you'd fucking skip certain songs. But it was like it was like definitely maybe there's only a certain amount of albums out there that you can play all the way through. I remember like other bands being around that time, like Ash and and even Blur, and you'd skip tracks and shit like that. But it was the only fucking album, one of the only few, very few albums that I've still got today, where you can sort of like. Uh, just play the whole thing through and enjoy every single fucking song. Every song on that album is a fucking banger. I don't care whether you... And then you, like, because you'd always have, like, at that period in time in the 90s, you always had the people who liked Oasis, uh, the ones who liked Blur, because they had the big rivalry between that. And then you had, like, the indie heads who'd fucking shun that because Oasis... they. They were probably liked Oasis at the start, but then they become too big, too famous, and not niche enough for the fucking woolly jumper, fucking Doc Martin, wear bottle tops on your fucking Doc Martins brigade, and um, and uh, and they just shunned them completely. Um, but there was there was a fucking aspiration 
to their early albums. Definitely, maybe there was definitely aspirational stuff there, like songs and shit like that, like uh, uh, rock and roll star and cigarettes and alcohol and, you know, and then, um, you know, you've just got on What's the Story, Morning Glory, just fucking anthems, you know, Don't Look Back in Anger. It's still one of my fucking favourite songs. Even, like, when that's start, the start of... Um, uh, the piano kicks in at the start of that song, um, which is um, that's exactly, the, essentially exactly the same start as uh, John Lennon's Imagine. Um, same chords, I think. And um, when that kicks in, the fucking hairs on the back of my fucking head um, stand up. I I remember doing my first stand up gig, right, and. Um, I remember this. Uh, there's a lot of gigs I don't fucking remember. There's a lot of gigs I don't want to fucking remember. <laughs> if we're being perfectly honest. You remember the fucking horrendous... You remember your first gig. You remember some of the fucking horrendous ones. Uh, anything weird that happens, you, you, you remember the weird ones. And... Uh, Maybe it's just me. Maybe this is it. Let's have a little bit of tea. Hang on before we get into this. Maybe this is just me. Um, but as as doing stand-up, you always remember your first gig. Uh, you remember uh, the fucking shit gigs because they're always the ones that come back to fucking haunt you like your Scrooge. Like just when you're at your weakest... Scrooge is, uh, your Scrooge being visited by the ghost of fucking gigs past. And, uh, they come and fucking torment you every now and again. Just when you, you know, everyday life, you're just having a fucking fag or something. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, I remember that. Uh, it's usually when you're at your lowest ebb. Or you remember the strange, weird gigs, uh, where it's just odd you know, something odd happens or a fight fucking breaks out. You're not going to forget that very often. Um, yeah. Uh, so they're the three main ones I remember. You remember the odd banger, the odd absolute gig where you absolutely fucking murdered it. Um, you remember those, uh, but not as much as the bad ones. <laughs> Maybe that says something about my psyche. Maybe that says something about, like, uh, how I'm hanging from a thread constantly that you look back at those fucking gigs just going, oh, man, I can't believe I fucking said that. I can't believe that fucking happened. Or, uh, Jesus, I, I handled that one badly, but we'll push that down and fucking we'll deal with that another time, Benny boy. We've got uh, other things in life to get on with. Um, yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, not very many of those, but uh, what what the fuck was I on about? Oh, yeah, I remember doing my first gig, and um, I'll tell you what, it, it was in a fucking, uh, it was in a fucking working men's club, and it was through some people that my parents knew. I know, I know, it sounds bad already, and um, I remember being so nervous before going on stage. I did like uh fucking gigs in london after this but i remember 
And it was probably about this sort of time, about October time, November time, because my next gig wasn't until February. And um, I sort of like classed that as the main first gig because it was in a fucking actual comedy club. But um, the first time I ever got on stage, and this is the first time I've ever been on stage. Uh, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't one of those fucking da 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 jazz hands fucking drama students. You know, I wasn't poncing around in corridors doing backflips and cartwheels in a fucking black leotard. Like, I didn't go to stage school, didn't have any acting experience, um, never been on stage before. I don't even think I was in school plays, um... I think, like, in lower school, I was in a school play and I got bumped to be the fucking uh, a fucking tree or something like that or just a fucking guy standing around, kid standing around looking awkward and unconfident in the background. <laughs> Trying not to be seen. Um, so, yeah, uh, the first time and um, uh, it was... I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what I was thinking, but it was, um, it's, it's still fucking painful thinking about it a little bit. It was, it was looking back. It was fucking awful at the time. It gave me an, an adrenaline rush that I have never, ever, um, ever lost that, um, adrenaline rush and that, um, uh, that just that feeling, an overwhelming feeling of warmth. Uh, that wasn't necessarily from the audience. <laughs> just to clarify. But it was that getting out of your comfort zone thing. It felt like a real adventure. You know, it, uh, it, the first time I did a gig, it felt like an adventure. Uh, I remember there was a fucking singer or something or a band on. And then they announced the buffet. Oh, no, they, they brought me on. But while they were bringing me on to do like five minutes of fucking shit um, that I'd written, uh, they at the same time announced the buffet and everybody watched me whilst queuing up for the buffet. <laughs> I got mildly more fucking attention uh, before they took the cling film off of the Volavons, and then I lost everyone. That was it. <laughs> but I remember fucking driving home from that, and um, and because you don't know any better, because it's your first time on stage, because you're fucking stepped out of your comfort zone, because you've done something, and you've found a new love. In there, it? it's like fucking somebody for the first time, you know, who you're fucking, you know, deeply, deeply like connected to and in love with, and loved them for years and years and years. If you've ever done that, and then you fuck somebody for the first time, you're never gonna think, oh god, that was fucking awful, you know. You're going to think, oh, this is fucking, that was fucking amazing. I was the fucking king there. And they could be there going, Jesus Christ, what the fucking hell was all that about? Jesus, really? Is that it? Just a couple of pumps and a squirt. I think that was, I think that was my, uh, um, uh, my performance could be described that night as a couple of pumps and a squirt. I think I got like 
appreciative smiles. That was about it. But um, I remember um, I remember driving home that night and um, I switched on the radio and I think I was listening to fucking Radio 1. This is before I'd fucking tried to be all highbrow and like, hey, man, I'm going to learn whilst I listen to the radio. Um, uh, and uh, I banged on Radio 1 and... Uh, just as I was leaving, I think I just got out of the car park and that, and then pulled on to the motorway. And just as I hit the fucking motorway, uh, Don't Look Back in Anger came on, and I was like, fuck me! If there's ever a time I need this tune, baby, uh, it's now. And I remember fucking ramping the fucking volume up, pulling the windows down, and just gunning it as fast as the old blue bullet um could go was i oh no i was in a fucking different car then when i the blue bullet hadn't been made at that point in 2000 2007 i think that was uh i was in a little fucking ford car uh not that i've got anything different than that now but it was one of the old star ones black it looked like fucking darth vader's helmet driving up and down the motorway <laughs> hey ladies do you like my fucking wheels uh, not really. No, I'm not really into that. Uh, let's have a little bit of tea. Yeah, so I remember sort of um, uh, uh, gunning it down the motorway and listening to that tune and then just being overwhelmed with nostalgia and fucking, hey, man, and that fucking funny feeling you get when things like that happen, when things align and you're like, hey, man, let's don't look back in anger. Maybe it didn't go that well, but this could progress somewhere. This is this is the universe telling me that I should be a stand-up comedian. And here we are, 13, 14 years later, baby. 13 years later, something like that. 13 years later, and we're fucking banging out another podcast episode almost to the fucking date. And I don't remember the date of my first gig. I'm not um, one of those. I remember the date of my second gig because it was a proper club and stuff like that. But... Um, yeah, it was, it was fucking painful, but it was um, it was just one of those things. It was just one of those, you know, where everything sort of like aligns and it would be the first tune that I listened to. So it's always, you know, even more so than being a great anthem to uh, the next summer. I think it was like, I think it was like the second single released on that album. I think Roll With It was the first one and then Don't Look Back in Anger. And that got released. Um, fuck nice. When did that get released? Let's have a little Google of that. Don't look back. Look back in anger. Single released. He says uh, release date. Let's have a look. Uh, does it say? No, they're all the lyrics. Released 1994. Oh, no, that's uh, recorded. Yeah, it was released 19th of February. 1996 so um yeah so that became like an anthem for the fucking summer of like 1996 the summer of love baby summer of love although it wasn't particularly for me i don't think <laughs> still had to wait another couple of years after that baby there's a bit more tea so um yeah so i've had a bit of a nostalgia fest listening to that Again, uh, I bought the, I bought the picture vinyl, so I'm going to frame them fuckers and um, 
put them on my wall and I also bought the 25th anniversary. Like, I think it's like a silver edition fucking vinyl, um, which looks pretty cool as well. But that's something I can play, man, rather than sticking shit on a fucking wall, Sam. Wall. Uh, yeah, so that's what, you know, it's nice to have a little nostalgia fest every now and again, isn't it? There's something nice to be, you know, depending on what mood you're in. Um, there's something always about the music from your youth that takes you back to that, uh, t- takes you back to that time. I mean, there may be a different fucking more haggard, worn out, you know, lack of like, uh, optimism in the eyes these days, <laughs> but the soul is still there. The soul is still there. It may look a bit worse on the outside, but, um, you know, that fucking feeling. I don't know what it is, man. You get that feeling in your stomach. It's almost like a butterfly feeling of elation, isn't it? It's like that feeling you get sometimes, like if you're in a nice relationship and that, and you're fucking, you know, they just get in bed next to you and that, and you get that little butterfly feeling. It's nice, man. It's nice. Um, yeah. There's nothing like having a day where you're like, oh, fucking. That's one of the good things about the internet these days. The way how you can disappear in a musical wormhole on YouTube where you just Google fucking songs from your youth and you can have a you can have one day. That's it. It's like time traveling, isn't it? It's like somebody says to you, if you could have one day, you know, like the Shrek thing that you just wanted to go back to and change. Uh, you can still relive that now. I mean, everything's a little bit different, you know. You look down at yourself and you're like, ah. Oh. But in your head, you're transported back in time to being that person and having those feelings you felt at that time. That's the fucking glorious thing about music, man. The fucking glorious thing about it. Uh, fucking hell, we're on 22 minutes already, people. Holy fucking shit. Uh, do you find yourself going on a little bit sometimes, Ben? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Um, let's have a let's have a little bit more tea and move on to the next thing. So I've had a joyous twenty four hours, people, just uh, fucking around with that. Um, I did see. Uh, this is somebody who. Uh, 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 this is a hell of a headline for people, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't laugh at stuff like this. Let's clear the old throat here. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, let's, uh, let's, um, you sh- I mean, in, in retrospect, this fucking headline sounds horrendous, but I can see where the guy's coming from. I know. I know some people are going to be outraged by this, but I can see where the guy is coming from. Um, Man guilty of punching five-year-old baby in Bagley Tesco's. Now, I know (laughs) it sounds like a fucking horrendous headline. It is a horrendous headline. Yeah, let's not let's not beat around the bush here or beat around the baby. Um, That is a fucking horrendous headline. Right. But when you read into the story. um, It. uh, It fucking made me laugh. It just made me laugh. I don't know. I know there's nothing good. 
about, you know, before you fucking get on the internet and uh, there's a fucking GoFundMe page to, like, fund for pitchforks and fucking torches. Um, we are looking for £2,000 to buy pitchforks and uh, torches to uh, stand outside uh, comedian Ben Briggs's house and generally intimidate him into never doing comedy again. Um, a man, I'll read the fucking full story and then I'll tell you what I found funny. Uh, a man has been found guilty of punching a five-year-old girl at a supermarket, but baby Elsie Rose was hit in the face at a Tesco store on Altrincham Road in Bagley, Manchester on the 5th of September. Still bad. Isn't it? It's still bad. David Hardy, 64, of Longfield Road in Bagley, denied assault and told Manchester and Salford Magistrates Court he thought the baby was a doll and it was a dreadful mistake. There's the funny bit. He was fined £900 in order to, order to pay £500 costs and £100 compensation. Um, £100 compensation? I'm not sure that's... I'm not sure that's a lot. I know they say you can put... You know, you can't put a price on life. You can put a price on assaulting a five-year-old baby. The bit I thought about it was, uh, that was funny was he thought it was a doll. That's the thing. This man has randomly gone up and uh, somebody's walking around with a baby in a fucking thing, uh, in a trolley. They thought it was a doll. And this man has just randomly taken his frustration out on a stranger's fucking doll <laughs> as he sees it. That's the funny bit. He's just gone up randomly and gone, ah, there's a fucking doll. Bang. Like that. And it turns out it's a fucking baby. Um, that's the uh, hitting inanimate objects. That's the bit I find funny about it. The, the fact that this guy is so wound up at life. It's just the thought, the idea of, Somebody's seen a cute little, ah, you cute little fucking doll, yeah? Oh, yeah, you cute little doll, yeah? You're going to get played with. You're going to have human contact. Bang, have that. And then it turns out it's a fucking baby, which is horrendous. <laughs> oh, man, you couldn't fuck up more than that. I mean, I've made a few fuck ups in my life. But Jesus, her mother, Amy Ducker, told the court she was left absolutely distraught. No shit. By the incident which happened after she bumped... Oh, it was a neighbour. Bumped into a neighbour who worked at the supermarket. He even worked there. Ah, you stupid doll. Bang. Ah, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, Jesus. Ah. Uh, the neighbour had called her colleague, Hardy's wife, over to look at a beautiful baby, she said. She told the hearing Hardy had then approached and without saying a word to her, punch the baby in the <laughs> Oh, the five-day-old child was taken to hospital, monitored overnight, but his latest discharge. Hardy told the court he had been messing around to lighten the mood. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, I'm not... Oh, I imagine that didn't work. I imagine that didn't work. And thought the doll belonged to Elsie Rose's older sister. Oh, Fuck me. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, sweetheart? You all right? How's your fucking doll? Bang! That's uh, that's my uh, that's my new sister. Um, fucking hell! He said the seven-year-old looked bored, and he asked her, "Is that your baby?" She didn't reply, and I said, "I'm going to wait your baby." <laughs> Fuck me. 
<laughs> he claimed he then tapped the child with a loose fist to wind up the girl. He added that in hindsight, he could see there was nothing playful about his wholly inappropriate actions. No fucking shit. Oh, Jesus. That's a fucking hell of a mistake, man. I mean, that's something, you know, I'm talking about gigs we all, all get haunted by and shit like that. That is an episode you're like, oh, I bet he never hits any inanimate objects again. Or he'll go the other way. Just starts fucking, it kickstarts him into doing something else. Yeah, is that your dog? And just fucking kicks its fucking face off. Ah, oh, dear. Ah, oh, Jesus. What a fucking... <laughs> Like, you couldn't get any worse a mistake than that, I don't think, than hitting a baby. I don't think you could, you know, tripping over an old granny, something like that on purpose. You know, when they do that little walk thing, you know, they're shuffling along like that and you just catch their back leg and it goes into the front leg and they're over like, that. oh, oh, fuck me. Jesus. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not something to be laughed at, but... It's one of those situations if they've got CCTV of that. And the the voice as well, you know. I'm going to wake your baby up. Whack. Oh, dear. Uh, what are we on? 29 minutes, people. We have... Uh, we have... Uh, what a way to end this podcast today. Babies being punched and fucking... Uh, you know, nost- a bit of nostalgia at the start there and babies being punched. What more do you want from your podcast, people? You know, I'm working here, people. I'm trying to trying to cater to everybody out there. We're going for a broad spectrum as possible. One of the greatest albums ever released to babies being punched in the fucking head. <laughs> There's not many podcasts that was cover those two genres. And somehow weave it all together as we have here today on the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, that was episode 148. I don't know why I'm doing that with my arms. Uh, playing up to the camera, Benny boy. I will be back on... Uh, oh, if you uh, if you want to message me about anything like... Um, uh, about your disgust at uh, laughing at somebody uh, uh, punching a doll, straight baby. Uh, you can message me at... Uh, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk uh, I will be back on Tuesday motherfuckers uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend make the most of it out there until Monday when you go back to work uh, and I'll speak to you on Tuesday take care